how are you going to serve God in the pro-life cause? How is God calling you to serve him in promoting life? That's my question for you today. And I hope to, I'm going to give you the little bit of background well, with these readings we just heard. These readings are all about this. In fact, in today's reading, we see that life is precious and is a gift from God. Like, for instance, it says, the just one, because of his faith, shall live. God ultimately desires us to live. He ultimately desires us to love life and promote that life. Well, and we can see that this life is precious and a gift from God with my own dad, my own, his own story that we have. You know, I just told you last week that we experienced a miracle in, his, in our lives with him being, well, his cancer being no more. See, in, in January, he was diagnosed with stage four glioblastoma. Glioblastoma is the worst of the brain cancers out there. And so at that point in time, I was, my, I was resigned to the fact that he'd probably die from this. But yet God gave us a miracle, and he preserved his life. In fact, there's no more cancer. Praise God. Life is precious. Life is sacred to our Lord, and that brings me a lot of joy. In fact, whenever I talked about it with people, I always am showing a smiley face like I am right now. I'm experiencing a lot of joy and happiness from that fact. Life is sacred. Life is precious because it's a gift from God. God made us in the very beginning to promote, to live life. Secondly, we we hear they were called to promote that life. We are called to be people of the pro-life cause. You can see when I was a seminarian, for example, I would go down every Friday to the, the abortion clinic and pray there in front of it. I would pray with my brother seminarians and, brother, and other Catholics who were there and others who were the Christians, non-Christians alike who were there. We would be there praying. And it was a wonderful witness. I really, I really think that it helped me increase my faith, it helped me to encounter Christ in the life of the world, in my own life, more. Help me to become more bold with who I, whom I was called to be, a priest. But every Friday, we would go down to the abortion clinic and we'd pray there. And we would pray there the rosary, and it was fun because, <laughs> I thought it was fun, because people would sometimes knock, uh, would honk their horns at us and be like, good job, thank you. All the time, people would be like honking their horns and saying, boo, get away, we don't want you. And it was fun. I enjoyed that. But yet, I realized that within that response, that evil exists, that sin exists, and also that God exists. That if I'm experiencing any hurt in that, that is because he experienced it first. And I'm his disciple. And that's a natural, normal, it's a normal thing, I should say, for a disciple 
to sometimes experience the joy and the hardship of, of promoting life. In today's gospel, we hear the parable in which our Lord speaks to us about the servant and the master. Now, the master, whenever a servant would come in from the field, the master would say, make me dinner. And the, the servant would obey him because that's his duty. He is there to serve the master. We are all called upon to serve Christ because it's our duty. We all call upon to be promoting life because that's our duty. We are his servants. The Lord is our Lord. Christ Jesus is our Lord. We say that all the time in our prayer. If we are to make him our Lord, we are also his servants. And that's our duty to, to promote life, to be people of the pro-life cause. We don't have any choice. We don't have any choice in that matter because we are just, his, um, we are just unprofitable servants we have done what we are, have served, what we are obliged to do. Finally, we are called upon to do this with boldness. We're called upon to promote life boldly in our day and age. We see in the second reading that Paul is put in prison because of, of his promotion of the gospel. In fact, he was one who promoted the fact that Jesus is Lord, not Caesar is Lord. See, the, the Romans would, and the, the word on the street was that Caesar is Lord, you better obey him because he is Lord. And you better not give any other different message than that or you'll be put in prison or you may be put to death because of it. But yet we see here Paul boldly, boldly having said Jesus is Lord, being in prison, putting, being put in prison. Be, what's interesting is that so he ordained Timothy, and this is his letter to the Timothy. He says this to Timothy, For God did not give us a spirit of cowardice, but rather of power and love and self-control. So do not be ashamed of your testimony to our Lord. For God did not give us a a spirit of cowardice, but rather of power and love and self-control. Do not be ashamed of that fact. Do not be ashamed of the gospel. God, within that gift of love, that's what enables us to go out and be people of the life, our pro-life cause. If we truly want the good of another person, if we truly love that other person, we will want to show them what the goodness of life is because that is God himself speaking. That's the message of the gospel. And we are called upon to be like St. Paul and to do that with boldness, with the power that comes from God. And he goes on to say, bear your share of hardship for the gospel with the strength that comes from God. And he also says, guard this rich trust with the help of the Holy Spirit that dwells within us. Bear your share of hardship for the gospel. We are all called upon to be able to bear our, our share of hardship if you are to be disciples of Christ, Jesus did not have it easy. If anyone had, would have, should have had it easy in the world, it was Jesus himself. But yet we, didn't, we see that he didn't have it easy. He was led to the cross. He died on that cross for you and me out of love. 
sort so bear your share of hardship and then guard it with the help of the Holy Spirit that dwells within us. You and I have been given the gift of the Holy Spirit by our baptism. By the fact that you and I are baptized in Christ, we are members of his body. The Holy Spirit is then within us. The Holy Spirit is there to give us that power that we need to go out and boldly proclaim the pro-life cause. We can call upon him. He is there with us. And so as we come, so I come back to the beginning with my question, how are you going to serve God in the pro-life cause? How are you called upon to boldly proclaim that God is life and that we need to promote that life? How is God calling you? So some of you may be called upon to, well, we first, we need to pray. We need to pray for the pro-life cause. Secondly, we need to vote pro-life because that is our preeminent duty. Our, that's priority. And the bishops in the United States have said that the preeminent priority when voting is the abortion issue. When we, when we go to the polls, we need to have that abortion issue as our priority. Is that candid pro-life or not? We need to vote accordingly because, with that regard. And beyond that, God might be calling you to, prom- to promote life by making a pro-life group within your work. Or he might be calling you beyond that to start a, well, to promote life in other ways too. Like, you can think about yourselves, how God might be calling you to, pr- to promote life. So we ask our Lord today that we may be able to be people of the pro-life cause. There may be people who are willing to stand up boldly and follow where God calls each you, each of us. At minimal is to pray and to vote pro-life. And secondly, whatever God and to, and to support the pro-life cause, whatever God asks of us. So let's ask our Lord today that He may give us a, well, that we may be having hearts open to receiving His message for us. There may be people who are bold in promoting life here in the United States and in our state of Minnesota.